Welcome to episode 19 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast presented by Little Three Liquors. I'm Aaron across Stevie the Y, baby. <laughs> Stevie Y, Jonathan Taves. Who, ah, never mind. I'll save that for off air. Presented by Loyalty Liquors. I'm Aaron. Across the table for me, that's Ben. Benny, how was your week, buddy? Uh, week was awesome. Officially uh, first week of homelessness and officially first week <laughs> of the best week of my life. All right. Well, let's get into it. So what what'd you do this week? What have you been up to? How's being homeless? Are you panhandling yet? What does your cardboard sign say? Walk me through it. Uh, my cardboard sign says, um, please don't post pictures of your fireworks <laughs> no no it doesn't really say that um no i'm not panhandling i'm i'm working we're, we're doing the roof um dude just a beautiful backdrop of like so every day we're up on the roof just sweating our asses off but you're just staring at the grand teton which is right. just gangster and uh then after the roof, after the roof day, whatever, cruise down to a river, whichever river of our choosing, jump on in, and uh, and then head up to uh, our campsite. This week we've been up at this place called Shadow Mountain, overlooking the Grand, just like awesome. But no water at the campsite. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, meaning the aspect of the river or anything. Um, so when we move out next week to our new home, we're going to, we're going to find a, a sweet new, uh, a can, river spot. Can you drink the water right out of the rivers there? Is it clean enough? No way, dude. No. no. And I mean, even in like the most remote parts, you know, like if you went to a remote lake in like, you know, whatever, Northern Maine or something like the yeah. cleanest place going. If you haven't been drinking that water forever, you know what I mean? You haven't built up like the, you know what I mean? So like you might get Jardia if you drink lake water, even though it's the cleanest or, or whatever, like a river. Um, just because you don't have like the anti, you know, the right, antibodies right. or whatever. You don't have the gut bacteria. No, it's, it's um, uh, last summer. This is a bit of an aside. I'll get back to your homelessness in a second. But uh, we took my mom to um, southeastern New Hampshire for her birthday. For, you know, we wanted to take her away. So we rented in this awesome Airbnb on this lake in uh, in southeastern Maine, uh, New Hampshire, right on the border of Maine. As part of that story, I tasked my sister with finding the house. We wanted to find a house on Lake Winnipesaukee because that's where we used to go as kids. So like, you know, we want to get our house on Lake Winnipesaukee. So I had my sister do it and I, you know, booked it and paid for it. And then they paid me back. She did. It wasn't Lake Winnipesaukee. It was a lake that was like 45 minutes away from Lake Winnipesaukee. But anyways, the house only had lake water, you know, the, the it just fed right out of the lake. And, and I drank the water all weekend and, you know, I didn't have any issues or anything like that. But um, I was just curious. I never know what, like, you can actually drink and can't drink. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's like one of those things like rather be safe than sorry, you know what I mean? Like I don't want to Sure. I don't want to get the shits, you know. Yeah, I, th I think camp. that's that's how Captain Morgan died drinking Bad River water in Florida. Um so what is your like what's your mental state like? Are you, are you, are you oh, seeing dude, like you're like, in a good mood? 
oh yeah man like it's crazy it's like if you really like break it down i mean i spend i got my yeti you know a big yeti cooler and every morning i just ice it up i go to the store grab a bag of ice i mean it's like it's crazy to, to think about the money that i'm saving you know what i mean just sure. like it's like it's wild you know what i mean you go from you know divide out a rent you know over the course of a day or, or you know over the course of a month per day and it's like i guarantee you um and and it's just like i'm still working man it's like you know it's not like i got nothing coming in so it's uh yeah. it's a cool feeling you know it's like every day's a new adventure I, and i i really i mean i'm dude i'm loving it like for real we like after the first official week like i'm game on game on for for homeless ben uh hb from now on <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's funny, man. It's a, it's a, it's a cool lifestyle. Like, you know, you're, I, I know you and then our buddy, John Riley did it for a while too. And, you know, a lot of it or what I think a lot of it depends on obviously where you are, right? Like, you know, if you're in New Haven and you're homeless, like you're going to be fucking panicking because that's what you do here. <laughs> but like when you've got, you know, the Grand Tetons as your, as your backdrop, you know, it's, it's obviously different. You put things into different perspective, but um, that's great, buddy. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad. I can always tell when things are like going well for you because we talk significantly less than, you know, we have at other times. Um, which is fine. It's not like I'm, you know, sitting here with a picture of you on the wall throwing darts at it. Like, you know, why hasn't he called me today? Um, <laughs> but I can always tell, you know, it's like, it's a sign that you've got so much shit going on in your own life, even with the reduced clutter of not, you know, having a, a um, stationary place to live. Um, so I can tell that you got a lot going on, but it seems like, you know, it seems like things are great. Yeah. I, I definitely think like this week is like a lot, like I'm kind of trying to like dial it in in terms of like, you know, the most efficient way to camp and all that sure. stuff. Like what I'll need, like, you know, today I figured out like as stupid as this sounds, like one of my biggest issues of late was what I was going to do for like a laundry bag. Sure. So I figured out how I wanted to like, you know, store my dirty clothes and stuff. And, uh, and you know, then whatever, once, like, I, I got to figure out everything, a, a routine, like go to the laundromat, do my laundry. Um, I mean, you know how it is, like, you're going to be moving. So, you know, same shit. Like, it's just like, I sort of just moved, but I uh, didn't move anywhere. Um, yeah. Right. I'm you just... don't have to do, you don't have to deal with the transferring of gas and electric and internet and all that bullshit that comes with moving from one place to another, but, um, no, dude, I mean, in terms of, in terms of money, while you were talking about that, I mean, I, you know, I was just thinking about just like the fixed expenses every month, like that aren't like transient, right. That aren't like, you know, my phone, my car, car insurance, shit like that. I mean, I spend, uh, probably about $1,300 a month between rent, internet, 
gas, electricity. Now, thankfully, I can afford that, but like that's fucked up. It's a lot of money, man. I mean, that's you know, it's a substantial uh, chunk of change. Um, it's at fifteen thousand six hundred bucks a year. I mean, that's you know, it's a good amount of money. So, even if you cut that in half and you're saving that, I mean, it's fucking awesome. I definitely fucking do that. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's also you know, situ- situationally based. Sure. Um, Right now, it's beautiful weather. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm in the Arctic. So, you know, for the time being, it, it works and it's right. awesome. And it's like, you know, really brought me to a place of like, hey, take a step back, like realize, you know, it's like what's important, you know, in life. And meaning like, Right now, what's important to me is making sure my food's cold. You know what I mean? That's not spoiling, if you will. Um, you know, that my, you know, vehicle is paid for, meaning, you know, insurance and yeah. gas and that stuff. And then, uh, you know, keeping it on the road. And then besides that, it's just like, you know, get some food, make a, make a little budget for food every day and, uh, and just get on with it. And, I have two. Uh, I have. I have two questions. First one was what I was gonna. I was gonna ask about food. So, are you buying like a couple of days worth of groceries at a time? Are you buying food every day? Totally. No. 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 Go. Like I'm going to the grocery store like I normally would, and I yeah. just I set my cooler up so you know it's I'm not buying shit that's gonna go bad, and then the stuff that could go bad meaning if it got wet like bread and sure you know that kind of stuff i just keep keep out of the ice i got like a little basket in my cooler and uh drain drain like drain the cooler every day put some new ice in it you know i got my fruit stocked down you know i got everything i need and then you know anything else i just keep in like uh tupperware you know bins or whatever it's just going pretty smooth right now just like i was saying just trying to figure out like a you know the most you know i'm I'm constantly in my life like organizing stuff like trying to find like the most efficient way so it'll it'll never end like my quest for efficiency but at the same time like you know there comes a point when you got it down pat you know right um and my second question i completely forgot so i was too oh uh, well engro- if it's important it'll come back to you too engrossed in you talking about your food for me to remember what my second question was going to be um no that's dope man i mean I, i'm glad uh i'm glad it's working out well for you i think it takes a special breed of person to do it um like I, I love the concept. You and I talked about this at some point. Like I love the concept behind it. I just I don't think I'm the type of personality that could do. It. I mean I'm sure I could if I had to. Um, it's funny. So last night I went fishing. I told you about uh, you know the the uh, regional water authority pass. I got to fish at some lakes around here. So last night I had a meeting until uh, like uh, seven o'clock, and I so I shot over there because the the closest one to my apartments. 10 minutes away, which is awesome. Um, and so, 
so there's three lakes, right? So you pull in, there's a lake on your right, a lake straight in front of you, and then a lake deep in the woods in the, in the back, right? So the lake, the lake one, which is the first lake when you pull in, has these great laydowns. For those listening who don't know that don't fish, laydowns are down trees in the water. Largemouth bass like to hang out around them because they provide structure and cover. They sit there and wait for food to come by, and that's, and that's when, where they hang out. Big bass like to hang out in them. So I saw him from the road, and I'm like, dude, I got to get a line in around there somehow. I got to figure out how to get over there, blah, blah, blah. I get over there. I end up, like, walking through, I don't know, half a mile of pricker bushes and ferns to get over there. Long story short, I didn't catch anything over there. I ended up fucking – I pulled 15 ticks off of my legs last night. I sliced my hand open with my knife. I – was deep in pricker bushes up to my fucking hips. Like it was a mess. But anyways, the point of the story. So I found another spot and the same lake around the corner where the second lake feeds into the first lake, fresh water coming in, colder water, high oxygen fish like to hang out there too. Pulled in three or four fish right in this one spot, all right on top of each other. It was great. I was having a blast. I'm like my hands bleeding all over the place and I'm just fishing with my hands, just gushing blood and shit. Yo, you, anyways, were chum, you were chumming the water with your Yeah, right. Exactly. I was like, you know, trying to call the fish like this, throwing ticks into the water. They're like, I'm beating them back with a stick. Uh, it looked like, uh, it looked like world war Z, just this wall of ticks coming at me. But anyways, so I caught, you know, I caught three good fish. I had a fourth one on that I lost. And I was just thinking like, dude, like if the world ended, you know, if like society ended and I had to go out in the wilderness to survive, like, okay, I just caught three fish in reality without any like proper storage that could probably feed me for like a day and a half or so. Right. And it wouldn't even be like that good of nutrition. Cause like largemouth bass aren't high in fat. They're really bony fish. So like, you know, there's really not as much meat as it's like a three pound fish doesn't have three pounds of meat on it. And a lot of bones, they're not a fatty fish. Like you need fat to survive. And so I was like thinking in my head, like, like, okay, how long could I reasonably survive, you know, out in the wilderness, you know, with basically just what I have now, say, say society collapses and breaks down. You don't have the opportunity to go get anything else. You would survive a hell of a lot longer than I would. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you right there. And I'm going to say indefinitely because just from that little well, I would die eventually I would die eventually and so you can't say indefinitely well doesn't indefinitely mean like there's no means, set yeah exactly but if, but, if, but if I'm gonna die it can't be indefinitely you okay mean, so you're saying I can way, live out live out my the, days the in thing, the wilderness the only thing I want to say is that you look at what you just explained to me you're like if the world ended and I had to go survive on my own Okay, you just caught five fish in in an hour. What if your whole day was devoted to waking up, collecting firewood for your heat, and then and then figuring out food? What if yeah. like what that like you know what I mean? You didn't have fourteen accounts before it, right? You know what right, I mean? Right. You didn't have to uh, do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, like. You caught a fish for your dog. She's yeah. eating it raw. Yeah. And then you're cooking yours over the fire. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I think you're putting it, like, 
you're making it out to be tougher than it is. Like you already are so far ahead of the game. You know how many people couldn't catch a fish yeah, and you right. caught, you know what I mean? So that's my thought. Like that's my answer to that. So like you're golden, dude. I also think I could have caught a deer last night because I was legit maybe 14 inches from one and it was just so now, there. So now you've caught four fish and a month's worth of meat. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and, well, and the other aspect of it too is like this place, like obviously you can't use a boat, you can't like use waders or anything like that. If society ends, I'm throwing on my fucking waders and I'm walking all around that place and then there's no stopping me as far as what I can fish and what I can't fish because obviously fishing from shore, you can only fish so much. And like there's no i can fish anywhere i want there's nobody that's gonna like tell me like hey you can't fish here it's like hey buddy so the world just ended i don't know if you know that like i'm gonna fucking fish here fuck off <laughs> oh man um yeah man i really i what i really would hope is that you you would somehow so you cut out a little bit but i think you said somehow figure out a way to get out there and then we would really live is that what you said well, yeah, I said because teamwork makes the dream work. I mean, how I said, far how far is Jackson from Connecticut? Um, I know it's eleven hundred and eleven miles from Dallas, randomly. <laughs> so <laughs> that doesn't help me. <laughs> just triangulate that for me, and uh, <laughs> I know that I drove uh, twelve hundred miles from Connecticut to da- to Dallas. So you got you know an obtuse triangle, uh, twelve. 1500 miles uh you're off by about 400 it's about 1900 miles as the as the crow as the crow flies it's 1900 miles if you wanted to drive it it's 2200 miles so say i drive it 2200 yeah i could do that in four days yeah sure whatever if i had to walk it it would take me a while now aaron there's a few issues if the world ends you know you're not gonna have gas Gas, right um Uh, uh i mean i'll just I'll fucking steal cars. I'll drive my car until the gas runs out, jump in another one, ride that one until the gas runs out of that one. Bada bing, bada boom, baby. Be there in no time. And then we'll go jack someone's sweet raft and we'll go float the rivers and live. Yeah. Hey, I thought of this randomly. So as I was leaving last night, you know, it was like twilight, you know, it was like very low light. Like I just mentioned, there's a ton of fucking deer running around. So like, I'm walking up to the parking lot and I hear these like deer running around in the fucking woods, like right to my right. And I'm at first I'm like, you know, there's a sign up there, like, you know, keep an eye out for black bears. And in my mind, I'm like, Oh fuck. Like, what if this is a bear dude? I'm like, you know, I got like my knife in my pocket. I'm like, fuck, I hope this isn't obviously just ended up being a deer. But then it made me think, remember that time that we saw the black bear in Chad's backyard and you and I just <laughs> sprinted fucking after it and chased yeah. this fucking black bear through the woods? Yeah, I grabbed my, my little 22 and I ran after a black bear in, in, in Manchester, Connecticut. Unbelievable. Like, I thought it was the smartest thing to do at the time. In um, hindsight, <laughs> like thinking back on that, like how fucking stupid were we that – you and I were the only ones who decided that it would be a good idea to just sprint after this fucking black bear. You had your 22. I just wanted to film it. And I was like, I'm going, baby. We're after this thing. It was like, in hindsight, like, you know, a fucking 200-pound bear even would fuck both of us up with, with great ease. Dude, oh, I, I, don't know I, I completely, completely forgot about that. <laughs> um, that's funny. That was funny. Black bears saw, in Manchester. That like how random is that? But I guess not random. 
Well, you know, what made me think about it is like the deer, um, obviously, the, so the deers in New Haven, I think I mentioned this on, a, other, on another podcast we did about East Rock. It's like an issue, isn't there? Aren't they like overpopulated? Yeah, time? and the, yeah, yeah, there's a, because you can't hunt in like the greater New Haven area, so they're fucking everywhere, so there's no hunters controlling the population. But the other aspect of it too is these deer are fearless. Like I mentioned that on another podcast, like, you know, they're weary of humans. They're not like, you can't get them to come up to you and eat out of your hands. The one I saw last night, I legitimately thought about trying to pet, but you know, those things are fucking disease riddled. But um, they're fearless because there's no, there's no predators around here. There's nothing to hunt them, you know? So because of that, they're just not scared of anything. If there was, you know, say mountain lions around and fucking black bears and things that would actually, even though black bears, I think have like a mainly a vegetarian diet, like, you know, they would be a little bit more weary, but they're not. And they're fucking every dude. Never really realize how big a deer is until you're right next to it or you hit it with your car. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I, I always, I remember like there was just like, it like the same issue was happening. Like I think New Jersey is like one of like the worst states for deer. There's like yeah. the most deer per capita. And like you said, same thing, no, nothing to, uh, to eat you know you know whatever the, the the food chain kind of just stops with them but i just remember always driving to uh pennsylvania um my grandfather and dude you had to be like so like so aware every single like mile all the way through the Poconos, it's like a deer haven. There's just, but um, the the thing I was gonna say about all those you know deer down in New Jersey is, the problem with them is they're getting so smart. Like back in the day, you know, a deer would just run across the road and get either smoked or make it. But now they're like going up to the road, looking both ways. You know what I mean? And they're like you know there's they're figuring it out like you know survival of the fittest sort of like it's why you know they're not dying not as many are dying. have you have you ever seen a moose in person i have a lot they're all over the place here it is insane how fucking huge they are it is like mind-boggling how fucking large they are like comparative comparatively to a deer i uh i've only ever seen one once I was in Sweden. This is such a fucking <laughs> random story, the, the like makings of this story. So for those people who don't know, when I was 19, I dated a Swedish foreign exchange student. She moved back to Sweden. I went and visited her once after, like three months after she went back. It was September. I remember because I flew out on September 11th, 2000 and 2009, I think. Seven, whatever doesn't fucking matter no it's 2008 um and my swedish ex-girlfriend her dad had a 70 foot sailboat um that was like his thing he would disappear for months on end during the summer he'd come back and so anyways one of the days i was out there he took us out sailing it was like myself her one of her friends her dad you know it was a handful of people and we sailed out from Stockholm towards 
the, the Swedish royal family has a palace on an island right outside of Stockholm. There's islands all around downtown Stockholm. They have a palace, a summer palace on one of these islands. So we take the sailboat out and we're cruising through all these islands. You know, it's awesome, cool experience. This fucking moose is walking on one of these islands, like just like parallel with the boat, just like cruising along, just walks into the water, swims, I don't know, maybe 25 feet from the boat, is just swimming alongside the boat and then just cruises over to the next island, just walks out and just goes on its way. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, you know, huge, huge bull moose with gigantic fucking antlers and stuff. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And it was just so nonchalant, just gets in, cruises a hundred yards through the water, just gets up and goes on its way. It's like unbelievable how fucking huge those animals are. Yeah, dude, they're like a cross between like a horse and like a woolly mammoth. Like, <laughs> like a perfect fucking explanation for them. <laughs> like, dude, they're just you got you got moose jams and bear jams out here. It's so funny every time, every time you see cars that stop on the side of the road, you're like, that's a moose for sure. <laughs> it always is. But man, like they got like paddles like for feet. You know, yeah. it's like so crazy. They're just like, like a perfect. I mean, they just thrive in the deep woods, dude. They got, you know, the males obviously have those racks. They can just plow through anything. I mean, I just think, I think they're one of the coolest animals, man. They're like pre prehistoric dinosaurs. They're like, you know, well, a triceratops had a couple horns coming out of its head. So does the moose. You know, I think, um, and not to turn this into a conversation about moose, but I think they're pretty stupid, actually. I think they're really dumb animals, but it's because, like, they don't have to be smart. You know, they're so much bigger than the majority of their predators. And, you know, like, they're really, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the only thing they ever really have to worry about is, like, wolves. And, you know, obviously, that's a, that's a battle, but, um, I think they're just dumb fucking animals. That's why they have no problem like charging things and like, I mean, <laughs> fuck it, they're fucking wild. But anyways, this this got this got way 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 off topic. So, so what else is happening, man? Are you just are you just straight up focused on on work right now? I mean, I guess so, right? Work and enjoying uh, enjoying your time off after work. Uh yeah, and uh, I just got a pretty sweet lead on a uh, on a new job um a big ass fence job like basically fencing an entire ranch it'll it's like the kind of job that would probably take me like you know like a year um so so did this come did this come from the the last fence job you talked about um was it a recommendation networking came uh came on the uh the river city brews raft trip I was taking in Missoula, oh, Montana. Yeah, right. right. Uh, just word of mouth. Someone found out that I was a fencer. And then next thing you know, the guy was like, Oh my, I got a friend who's uh, got a huge ranch and, you know, in Wilson and uh, he needs the entire thing fenced in. So I went and looked at it today and uh, it's like, 15 acre ranch that that needs a lot of fence so um it might be you know a really cool opportunity so i hope it uh works out you know 
That's um, I mean that's dope. I mean that's hey, the... hey, coming from homeless Ben, you know the guy already said I could I could just post up right on the on the ranch. So, um, there you go. Should they should make your cardboard sign say "We'll fence for money"? I was just about to say, is there like is there no fucking fencing companies in Wyoming? Like, it's not not to belittle what you're doing because I think it's fucking awesome, but like. It's just like now it's this is your second job you're you're hope you know fingers crossed gonna get for fencing. It's like what is nobody in Wyoming want to do fucking fencing? Uh yeah, and everybody that does want to do fencing wants to charge just an astronomical rate. So you know, and that's the thing, man. It, it, they're obviously in a place where they're like, okay, here's our number. If you don't want it. Well, you know what I mean? We got someone else that, that needs us. So, dude, this place is a – if you are in construction, you could come here and work endlessly. The, the, the economy of Jackson funds itself. There are so many wealthy people here Man. that they can literally fund in a, a construction, you know, economy – yeah. A uh, service industry economy, <laughs> you know, like grocery stores. Um, so, like, dude, go drive around. The amount of building that's happening here is just like, it's insane because it's all people who aren't affected by anything that, you know, 95% of, you know, America is affected by right now. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens to the economy at the end of this month with federal unemployment ending and, and you know, I, I, uh, quarter two earnings are coming out starting next week. The major banks start to announce, I think, on Tuesday. So it's going to be very, very, very interesting to see what happens now. What were you, what's the deal with the federal unemployment? Federal unemployment like ends with the 600 bucks they were giving people a week ends at the end of the month unless you're a hospitality industry worker. Um, unless they decide to prolong it. So you've got, I think it's 16% of the country still on unemployment right now. Um, so that's 16% of the country that you, so right now you can get state and federal unemployment benefits at the end of this month, you'll only be able to get state unemployment benefits. Um, so obviously it's a state by state basis as to what you're actually getting. But I know, I know from being in a business that is almost ex exclusively uh, discretionary spending, discretionary income, that people have been spending money like it's fucking never going to be printed again. Or I guess that I should say it's never going to stop being printed. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens at the end of this month when people start to realize like, hey, now my unemployment check is half of what it used to be. Um, it's kind of concerning. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, nothing set in stone yet. But actually, it's funny. That's a good segue into. Did you did you happen to see what uh, Tesla share price is at closing today? No. What was it? Fifteen hundred and forty-two dollars a share. So. No way. For 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 just a little context, Ben, you had bought a share of Tesla at like what was it six hundred something? Well, I had multiple of them, and yeah, they were. I got them at like four hundred bucks. So don't tell me. 
Okay. Well, sorry there. But they're... I made money, I guess. No, you yeah, you made money. Yeah, you sold them around 600. That's right. So you made a little bit of money on them. Um, it's funny if you, so if people had taken their entire, um, stimulus check, it, presuming you had gotten, um, the full 1200 bucks, you would have roughly been able to buy about three and a half shares of Tesla. So you would have almost quadrupled your money by now if you had just dumped it all into Tesla when you got your stimulus check, which is fucking ridiculous. I saw a statistic today short sellers. So people shorting Tesla stock, just in case anybody's unaware of shorting. Shorting is when you borrow shares from a broker, sell them in the, in the assumption that the stock will go down, therefore allowing you to buy it at the lower price, paying back the shares you owe, keeping the difference in the price. Short sellers have lost $20 billion betting against Tesla so far this year. <laughs> oh my goodness. That, $20 dude. billion. Dollars. <laughs> That's with a B there, folks. I don't know. I don't know if you saw this. Elon Musk is, I, you know, what's funny is I used to always hate Elon Musk because I always thought he was like, you know, he would always like promise these huge fucking projects that never turned into anything. And I was like, dude, you make cars for a living. Like, you know, you pretend to be this like philanthropist that's like saving the world. And it's like, you make cars for a living. Like, you know, He's, he's done some good things, but he's also just like, he's turned into the ultimate internet troll. I don't know if you saw this. He created a pair of Tesla short shorts to poke fun at the short sellers that were trying to short squeeze Tesla. And he priced them for $69.420. So the price was $69.420 on the website. They sold out in like four seconds. And they, you know, he just is poking fun at fucking short sellers by releasing a pair of short shorts that are Tesla themed on their website. Like what a fucking, what an awesome fucking move. Yeah, dude. And, and he probably, the way he does it is like, there's like a method to all of his madness. Like oh, he totally. released that, that like flamethrower and there was only like a yeah, thousand a of them. Yeah. You know, there was like, he made like a thousand priced at like 10, 10 grand or something. It's like a million bucks right there. And, and then like he makes it exclusive. So, you know, there's only X amount of them. So they'll go up in value. And uh, then they sell out, like you said, in four seconds. So just say you did fucking 10,000 shorts at, you know, yeah. 60, whatever, however, you know, whatever they did. It's like it's incredible and that that right there is proof to to the importance of building a brand you know what i mean yeah, like no think of how many people don't have a tesla that are rocking tesla shirts or or you know want elon's right. short shorts it's like you know you build a brand and then you can do anything with it like um you know for example barstool sports it's like they started out as whatever uh, a newspaper and, and slowly grew and grew and now they've made this brand where anytime they come up with a new idea boom this whole mass of people will buy whatever they sell you know same same concept you know they create a limited amount and then um it is incredible so apparently there is a i haven't seen it on my chart website yet but there is now a, 
a Dave Portnoy indicator when it comes to analyzing stocks. I forget the formula that goes into it and what they use it for, but but there is now an indicator for Dave on uh, our our close personal friend Dave Portnoy uh, when it comes to the stock market, which is ridiculous because his premise is so it's so simple and and in reality he's not wrong that stocks always go up because the majority of them do over time, but it is unbelievable that you know, people have even bothered to to fight him on this, that people have like called him out and saying he doesn't know what he's doing. And I mean, I'm bearish. I'm bearish like on what the, the next month or two is going to hold for the stock market. But I mean, fuck it. You get to a point where you just stop fighting it. And like Dave just finally stopped fighting it and leaned into it. And hey, man, stocks always go up, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like... He's Except Penn created. National, ironically. Penn National blew up for two weeks, and then it's just been sideways for a while. In fact, I think the the ratings desk of Aaron Taylor is saying if Penn National gets down below $27.60 a share, watch out. It could tumble back down to about 22 bucks, which is the 200-day moving average. But that's just my analysis of the stock. Um, yeah, well, your analysis is – as good as anyone's because uh you know because nobody gone fucking has any idea right but hey it's like that's the thing like you go and you learn what it's about and and you know l- learn some you know trends and stuff and and next yeah. thing you know like you're you're right in there with with the big dogs you know so as far as i'm concerned you know you are a hedge fund manager in my eyes yeah, I mean, basically, I'm only, you know, roughly 1.4, uh, 1.48, oh, excuse me, 1.5, I don't even know how to do the math. I am $1.5 billion short of getting an ISTA to be able to be a hedge fund. But um, what, so for those listening, we're recording this on Friday night. It's kind of been our thing lately. Um, seems to be working much better for us. What's, uh, what are you getting into this weekend? What are your plans? Uh. I think I'm going to be around a body of water all week. I got my uh, fly fishing rod set up. I, I got to oh. start learning how to uh, catch catch some fish on the fly. And, uh, yeah, dude, I guess, you know, worked, worked real hard this week, so going to relax. I definitely – there there's my answer. I'm going to get a, a fly in the water. Yeah, dude, that's a fucking, I, I love that. I love that because it's even, it's funny because I think there, I had this thought the other day where it's like, when it comes to working, like, I think a lot of us once, a lot of us once like the work week is over, it's like, okay, I worked hard. Like, that's it. Right. Like, I'm going to go, like you said, I'm going to go chill by the beach. I'm going to go do whatever and just relax and take the weekend off and like, I love that about you because I know I do the same thing is that like my weekends then become about working towards a hobby. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like during the week I work on my craft, I work on, you know, I, I obviously I work my day job, but then at the same time I'm learning to read stock charts. So I'm doing that. I'm doing that research. I'm reading, I'm, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, an hour a day of chart analysis, half hour in the morning, half hour at night, blah, 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 blah. And then the weekend comes around and it's like, okay, I could very easily like just not do anything. And instead it's like, nope, now I want to teach myself how to surf fish, or, you know, how to cast, surf cast and catch stripers and like 
that's my new thing. And like, that's going to be my hobby now. And I'm going to teach myself how to do that. And it's like just the constant pushing forward and learning how to do new things and, and develop new skills in both your professional life and your personal life. I think it's fucking, I think it's the sign of a winner more than anything else. Yeah. Plus I just watched uh, a river runs through it again. So I'm like <laughs> super jacked. Um, yeah, I got all, you know, I went and bought an old school fly setup, So I'm pretty much living the Robert Redford uh, narrative of the movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude. I mean, you know how it is. Did you did Just, you do you have any trouble tracking down a fly setup out there? Not at all. I just went oh, to the wow. local like consignment shop and uh grabbed it and uh it's an old school Orvis batten kill. Um, you know, it's like a minimalist fishing rod, nothing crazy. Nine, well, nine that's, foot that's rod. What, that's what fly fishing is, man. I mean fly fishing is as you know, minimalistic a style of fishing as there is. Got some purple haze flies. It seems to be what everyone says is the best. So, you know, got hey. some purple purple haze. I got to get some chubby Chernobyls. Um, you know, some nymphs, some dry flies. I'm just like throwing out shit that I don't even really know about. So, well, dry flies um, are a real thing. The chubby Chernobyls. No, 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 no. That was all, those were all terms, but I don't really, oh. I'm not like a, I'm not an efficient fly fisherman. So I'm just like basically sounding like a tryhard right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, buddy, it's, um, there as advice from, from, a uh, you know, a bass fisherman to a, a um, a, a, a novice fly fisherman, there's one thing that crosses over and that's match the hatch, you know, make sure you're matching your flies to whatever the fish are eating at that time. And you're going to be successful, buddy. And it, you know what? And we'll, and we'll start to wrap it up here because we've, we've been going for a little while now, but like I had this other thought when I was fishing last night is like the great thing about it is that like, you know, it's just so fucking peaceful but at the same time you're using your brain, right? Like there's, there's like people who go out and throw, a night crawler on a hook with a bobber and just, you know, float it out there and, and all that shit. And, and that's fine. I have no issue with that whatsoever. I, I love fishing. I want as many people to fish as possible. I got no problem with that. As long as you release what you catch, but you know, for somebody like you or I, who's been fishing for a long time and like has an idea of what they're looking for. I mean, you're learning fly fishing, so you'll have to learn how to read a river and know where the pockets are and stuff like that. But like, you know, when I go to a lake, I can look at it and be like, okay, this is where I think the fish are going to be, you know, based on what I know and experience and all this stuff. And this is how I'm going to catch them. So like, there's a level of like, it's a test of patience. It's uber relaxing. You're one with nature. You're, you're literally one with nature. You're trying to catch something that nature has created. And then at the same time, you're using your brain and there's like a level of like, for me anyways, like competitiveness that goes with it. So it's, it's like the excitement of like a sport in the competitive nature of it and using my brain. But at the same time, it's peaceful just being out in nature and relaxing and being like disconnected from the world. Um, that's, that's my like very hippie look at fishing and why I love it so much. Yeah, man. And not to mention, it's like, dude, that thing was in, you know, 
a synthetic man-made thing to catch a natural object. Um, yeah. You know, that's, you know, there's definitely, a, I mean, no question, you know, you're, you're using something better than being outside. Well, I think this is about as good a place as I need to wrap it up. You're, uh, for anybody listening, if there's any, if there's any audio issues in this, I apologize. It's, uh, or we apologize, I guess I should say. I'll speak for Ben on this one. Um, part of being homeless is we rely on cell towers and 5G hasn't taken over yet. So we're not to the point where everything's perfect, but we're going to work out. It's not the end of the world. And you know, this is still a learning process for us too at the end of the day. But anyways, Benny. Oh, subscribe, rate, review, fucking write. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. We got it this way. I, I tell you what, I'm going to start to remember just because I know it's going to come from you and that's going to make me remember, even though I still can't remember what fucking episode we're on every week. But anyways, we'll catch up next week. Uh, Benny, good chat, buddy. Love you. Love you, man. Awesome chat, always.